episode two. I'm Alexis Thompson. And I'm Don McLean. And uh, we work for My Talk 1071 in the Twin Cities. And we talk about entertainment, everything entertainment, TV shows, movies. And uh, we're intrigued by the OA on Netflix. Oh, it captivated us from the get-go. This is a podcast about the OA on Netflix. Episode by episode, we're going through it. What were our thoughts as we were watching it? What are the themes? What does it all mean? (laughs) And that is what we are doing. We are on episode two, The New Colossus. If you would like to get in on the conversation on social media, use hashtag MyTalkTheOA. So where did it leave us after the first episode? So much information. So many weird things happened. So intriguing. I think we start off and we're still inside Prairie's story where she's telling her new friends uh, in the abandoned house all about growing up uh, in her childhood. So she's in this boarding school in the United States. And yeah, because we just found out that she had near-death experience. She's the survivor, and her dad needed to smuggle her into America. Right, because of the Russian mafia, of course. Right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Any reason why somebody, you know, of course, we all deal with the Russian mafia from time to time. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> yes. So she's holding some snakes with some other kids, some albino snakes, uh-huh. which is freaky because you think, what do the snakes have to do with it? Nothing, really. Right, it doesn't, but she mentions their heartbeat. Oh, yeah, okay. So, I don't know, maybe that's a connection for later on in the episode. I mean, everything you can look into. That's true. Little nuances, you go, what does that mean? Why an albino snake? (laughs) And she's talking about the heartbeat. What's going on? Oh, but she's really thriving in this school. Exactly, yeah. She misses her dad. Because, you know, he's trying to protect her. They don't live in the same country anymore. But she does get a chance to call him every Sunday night. Yes. And she has her violin. Right. Something. Did she pick up the... Did she she play the violin before her near-death experience? I don't know if that's really clear. I... Yeah, I don't remember if she did or not. But apparently... She's an amazing violin player now, which yeah. I guess we're just supposed to believe that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Every Sunday she plays the same song for her father over the phone. Right. And yeah, he's asked to hide her and also for her to hide her, her Russian. Yeah. Like her, she doesn't know the language and lots and lots of money's coming through because dad wants to make sure as her, she was, you know, her aunt who lives in America would come and visit her, but also to make sure that her education's still on point. And then she gets some bad news from her aunt. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh. So her aunt comes to the school and basically says, Listen, your dad's dead. You know, you have to, there's no more money, basically. I mean, the teacher or the principal says, You got to go with your aunt, who, by the way, what is up with her? What is she, a, a madam? Is yeah, she, she a prostitute? You know, she's like a baby smuggler. Yes. They're I, selling babies. Pretty much. Yeah. So she, Prairie, which she isn't Prairie at the time. Her name is Nina. Yeah. She is with the kids. She's kind of the older kid who's helping out. But remember, she's blind. Yeah. So there's more expenses. And in some ways, even though the aunt really admires her, her father, she's it's kind of a burden 
right to have her there mm-hmm. so For she's sure. kind of hanging out with the babies but she is convinced that her dad is still is still alive mm-hmm. and that he's in hiding because they are gonna, he's going to come for her at some point and they're going to make a family or make a home right which i guess any what what do you think she's like six or something like that yeah, yeah. she's an adorable little actress really good actress that good point yeah, because she has to go between Russian and English, but with a little Russian accent, and she's very she emotes, and she like she is very convincing that she's blind. Mm-hmm. This little actress, she's fantastic. Yes. So I guess um, we move on to Nancy and Abel. This is the first time we really see her meet them. They her go parents. Yes. So they go to the crazy prostitute aunt. Yeah. <laughs> whatever she is. Baby smuggler. The baby smuggler aunt uh, to buy a baby. Yeah. Because what? You just don't want to wait for an adoption to go through? I guess. I guess so. I don't even. Yeah. They, they found her and they said, we're looking for a baby. They have a picture of a baby already picked out mm-hmm. and they're ready to go. Well, Nancy goes upstairs to go to the bathroom and here's Nina, the little girl, kind of comforting some of the babies upstairs. Right. And so she goes up there and meets her and is convinced that she's a special child. Yeah, she falls in love with her, basically. And the aunt is like, what's going on? Goes up there. She immediately says, I want to take this girl. We Mm -hmm. don't want the baby anymore. I guess the baby's easy to sell to somebody. I guess so. Because, you know, babies are a hot commodity. Mm -hmm. Um, First, you want both of them. Right, right. So, um, So very quickly, they make this agreement, which I thought was a little weird. I'm like, oh. Okay, she's just, she so quickly gives up her own niece. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad, isn't it? It really is. And then Nina slash Prairie is pretty eager to just go, okay, yeah, I want to go with them. It must be pretty bad there. It must be. And the fact that they chose her yeah. to feel special and maybe that was part of it. And maybe they can help with the mission of finding her father. Mm, right, right. Something like that. And they also said while they're up at the stairs and they're kind of negotiating this deal, oh, we'll pay for her. But that they need to rename her and make her an American girl. So she's look that Nancy's looking into her eyes and she says, your, your eyes are as blue as the prairie sky. Oh, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. We'll call you Prairie. That's your name, girl. Which I wish her name was Sky. You know, oh, Prairie is just, I don't know about the name Prairie, guys. It feels like bonnets and bloomers. It just feels like a real hippie couple that's like, yeah, we named our kid Prairie. Like, it's River Phoenix's sister, yeah. you know, <laughs> just like all the crazy names that family came up with. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Just a little nitpicky thing there for me. But um, so she's happy to leave leave with them. They, they go to their new home. Mm-hmm. And troubles begin. Because oh, at night. Prairie is sleepwalking. She's playing with dolls, with her dollhouse, and she's also playing with big butcher knives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking in Russian, so Abel, the dad, the new adoptive dad, he videos her, uh-huh. which any type of like night vision camera is always super creepy. <gasps> oh, like creepy it freaked neon. me out. And then she has this huge knife, and I jumped out of my skin when I saw that. Yeah. They had to take the knife away from her because she it looked like she was trying to kill herself in her sleep. Mm-hmm. So they take this cue and go, hmm, I think it's time to go see a doctor. Right. And we find out that she has been medicated 
and she was so for 13 years. Right. And and before that, you know, the psychiatrist or psychologist explains what's actually going on with her. And here's that clip. Prey believes her father's alive and sneaking her messages about where to find him in dreams. She also believes her dreams are premonitions and that the Russian mafia are after her. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> we laughed about that for a while yesterday when we pulled up that clip. That and she also crazy. believes that the Russian mafia is after her. Just the way he says it is like... Burr, burr, burr. Yeah, it's like, oh, by the way, oh, yeah, the mob's after her. And, uh, uh, uh. So, you know, this also... I, we've talked to the last episode about how this show can be kind of preachy. Mm. And I think that medication for sure has... There's definitely messages of... Uh, don't take don't take medication if you're oh, having don't these medicate your kids. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I got that message pretty strong because mm-hmm. then she later she's like I I was on I was medicated for 13 years. I felt numb. She later takes a family picture with her parents and she's just not very happy at all. But she still has her premonitions, her flashbacks, and and the nosebleeds. That's another part, too, that she always had as a child. Right. And I can understand, like, okay, in a real world situation, if your kid, you don't know the kid's past, and then all of a sudden she has <gasps> knives, like, you don't want her to hurt other no. people or herself. So you're going to take the advice of the doctor and right. medicate her. And you can't, yeah, you can't blame the parents for that. Because we would have probably done the same thing, especially if things got better. Right. And yes, she was. Well, see, then from her perspective, she perspective, she was numb and the parents weren't really listening to her. So maybe running away might have been the answer as she got older. Right. Which is eventually what happens. Right. So we the clock goes forward here. She's medicated for 13 years. Uh, we sort of say goodbye to the little actress that's playing the young prairie and move on to the adult prairie who's yes. 21. Yes. So we see her. She's still, oh, having her dreams and the nosebleeds. And she just still is holding on to the idea that her father's still alive and that he is looking for her and she needs to leave, run away and find him. Right. So she thinks that this he's holding like 21 candles, wax candles. So she says, oh, on my 21st birthday, I'm going to go. She also has a dream about climbing this huge, giant, colossus statue. So we know what that means. Surrounded by water. Yeah. The Statue of Liberty. We're going to New York City. That's right. Let me get a ferry. Let me get my friend who's going to, where was her friend going to Chicago or something? I don't, yeah, that's what, yeah. So I don't really know in the beginning where, or the beginning before we know that she has a Russian past, they say that she's in a St. Louis hospital. Uh, So I'm trying to figure out like where she's from, how she gets to Chicago. That's a long journey for somebody to take, you know, um, by themselves. And she's blind. Well, and to get from Chicago to New York City. And then make it out to Ellis Island? Yeah. That's confusing. <laughs> it is. I, I'm not blind, and I found it confusing whenever <laughs> I did it, you know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden we see her on a ferry. Yeah. She's going to the Statue of Liberty. Right. Waiting out there, waiting for Papa to come. Guess what? Papa. Papa don't come. Papa don't preach. <laughs> he is not so, coming. He's not coming, which is really, that was pretty heartbreaking. Yeah. Honestly, she's standing there and, you know, 
I give it to Britt Marling. She can, there are times when I'm like, oh, you're being, you know, this acting isn't that great. And, and the innocent act just doesn't work for me. But really that scene where she's waiting for him, that was so sad. Oh, heart-rending. Yeah. yeah. And then when the the Parks and Rec guy comes <laughs> and is like, uh, you got to take the ferry back. She's really just, what do you, what do, you do now? Mm. So she says, I have one more plan. Right. I'm going to go in the underground, which is a subway, Yeah. and I'm going to play my music. And my dad knows my song, so he's going to hear it, and right. he's going to come for me. Right. That's her big plan. Now, we're kind of confused about how long she's down there. Yeah, because she looks fresh and clean. The entire time. So we at first I thought it was a day, but now as I'm rewatching it, uh, she says some things, and um, we have a clip here. It just it's a little confusing. I can tell you everything that I did wrong. I didn't eat when I was hungry. Didn't sleep when I was tired. Didn't get warm when I was cold. It made me weak. But the biggest mistake I made was believing that if I cast a beautiful net. I'd catch only beautiful things. Oh, okay. So, so that that takes days. It sounds like to cast a beautiful yeah. net. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Oh, it just means that she has you know this hope that her dad's going to find her, and so she's putting out this you know she's playing this music, but not counting on the fact that somebody could be preying upon her, which is a big yeah. tell to what. Uh-huh. Foretaste of the feast to come. I need to go back a little bit, though. Can we please talk about... Yeah. Um, so in between that, in between these two parts of her story, um, she, uh, you know, she's at the house. She's telling them the story. She comes back. Nancy and Abel have just had sex. Oh, <laughs> I was right. I post-coitus in bed and they're like "Ooh, we haven't done that in a long time and i'm like i don't need to see this does it further the plot it shows that they're a close couple but you don't Mm. think we can do that by them you know hugging with clothes on (laughs) (laughs) i just i don't know what it is about i just was like oh i don't want to know you know please actually see the act no they were just kind of cuddling afterward i was okay with this you were like the thought of my grandparents just like it just didn't do it didn't further the plot anywhere and i'm like i don't need to see this oh yeah i don't know now that i think back hmm. (laughs) but i i guess i took it they're physically connecting again and it's been a long time yes yes and they kind of have some peace at least what they think is some peace. You know, of course, right. this is before she ran away. Oh, yeah, yeah. And in yeah. between here, also, we see French go home. We meet his crazy mother. Yes. Right? And the pressure that he is under. Right. And so she wants milk. He goes to the store. He's decided because of his scholarship, if you remember from the last episode, that he doesn't need to be hanging out with this group anymore because Steve's dealing drugs. He's decided to not go back. But then Bucky comes up and says where are you going aren't you coming tonight to hear the second part like you have to we're a part of this five that she needs and aren't you at least curious to see and she's like don't just do it for her do it for you so you know right what's gonna happen so he gets in the car and he thinks about it and he's like oh yeah yep, i'm gonna go but you know in terms of characters he's the one i relate to the most uh-huh because there's all this the pressure, right? Yeah, there's that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's he all does this... do that, which was surprising. Yeah, you don't really see him do that again, but yeah, 
Yeah. yeah I, I think as they're meeting, it's changing. And yes, he's won the scholarship. And I'm sure there are drug tests for that. Maybe not. I didn't have any drug tests for scholarships, but I didn't do any drugs. But yeah. anyway, I didn't have any. Okay. And did you get a scholarship for an a- being an athlete? Or? Uh, oh, no, no. Oh, athletics. Because that, I thought it was um, just an academic scholarship that oh, he got. Oh, okay. Well, they don't care if, you know, yeah, academic other... <laughs> kids are on drugs. They don't care Take about as that, many I guess. As you want. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> what, I, what I liked about his story is, is the extreme pressure to yeah. keep up with everything when, you know, a lot of things might not be going so great at home and you know just trying to be kind of the man of the house when right. your mom is kind of a little bit loser oh yeah and yeah. the pressures of that and siblings and just trying to to keep up with everyone so i can see i mean all these kids after that first meeting they're starting to congregate during school and going all right you look that up i'll look this up mm-hmm. what is she talking about did her dad own a mining company could we find any stories about the school bus going off the bridge? Right. And, and it's bringing them together without the OA Prairie present, which turns into a cool little like Motley Crew and yeah, community. It's like we're seeing um, the the story that uh, they're painting a picture of these characters. They really did develop the characters well in the story to make you realize why each one of them needs healing. Yes. And why they all need to come together, because they're an unlikely motley crew. So we see that his family life is messed up. Mm-hmm. We also learn when they finally make it to the house that Bucky is taking testosterone or hormone treatments to yes. transition. And getting the drugs from, from Steve, Steve mm-hmm. who was dealing the drugs in the abandoned house that they are now meeting. And the OA has said, you can't do that anymore. Now she's turned it into a yoga studio. <laughs> no, just kidding. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're it all kumbaya turns, turns into that for sure. Oh, yeah. They really, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we don't see that yet, but bum, bum, bum. Um, Spoiler alert. No. Oh. Okay. Should we go back to grandpa and grandma sex? Oh. <laughs> I feel like I really never want to see that again. <laughs> we haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, uh, so okay, we jump back into we? her story. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, um, so she casts the beautiful net, mm-hmm. but she what she gets back is a pile of rotten fish, big time. <laughs> that we soon it learn with some oysters. <laughs> yeah. So she's playing her violin. Yes, this was the the last plan to try to get her dad to hear her because he knows the tune. And okay, back to time frame. When you first saw this, you thought it was within a day. I'm thinking it's days. Yeah. And yeah, she's looking fresh and clean. And what is she doing? Is she sleeping? But maybe it did just happen in a day. I don't know. I think I'm back to what you said about how she, you know, it's not a day. It's over like maybe a week or something because she says, I didn't sleep when I was tired. I didn't eat when I was hungry. Right. I just played my violin. And I have that problem within, you know, a 12 hour period. But maybe for her. (laughs) Exactly. It's different. Right. So she's playing this song that she used to play her dad when she was a kid over the phone when she was smuggled into America and just hoping that he'll hear well someone else hears and here's a little taste Mm. of her violin playing that makes this guy named Hap, a doctor, hear it and just run all over the subway system. Trying to find her. To trying to find her. Here she is playing and it's set in the subway. (laughs) 
It's beautiful. But something I could learn in a week, probably. <laughs> Come on, guys. That's it's okay. So, like, this, huh? so, so this podcast is not going to all be about how great this show no. is. It's, there's good things about it. There's things that we think suck. I would just like to say, come on, guys. You need to, first of all, it doesn't sound Russian. I need to have something that sounds familiar. If this is an American show, you need to have that fast pace. And also, we if want it's, those Marushka dolls, yeah. you know, uh, v- via violin. Right. And I don't it, know what that would sound like, but not this. Well, you know, yesterday I pulled it up on YouTube for you. <laughs> yes. I, I can't get it right now, but, you know, it's just. Go the extra mile to get a really like a child prodigy, because that's what in in some of the next episodes, you realize that she's supposed to have the level of like a child uh, of a prodigy. Yes. And we want to see some. So give some it to bows me. breaking. We want to see some strings cracking. It's like that's five notes I mm-hmm. counted. And we could like if we really tried to learn to play the violin, it would be we might be able like to that. do that. Yeah, that just seemed a little bit okay. And would that make someone pause in the subway and go, oh, "That that is extraordinary." It's she Russian. Must have had some kind of near death experience because that's essentially what it, it's a key hears. point of why it's why they meet is because apparently it's so amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm not impressed that he needs to go and see her. <laughs> yeah. And so he legit runs up and downstairs trying to find what track she's on. He can hear her. It's getting louder in the, you know, in, in the distance. And finally, he just stops. And of course, she's blind. So she doesn't know that he's 10 feet in front of her mm-hmm. playing. She ends. And this is what she, he says to her. Did you always play that well? Or did something happen to you? It did, didn't it? Something happened to you, and then you, then you could play transcendently like that. Did, I'm, I'm sorry. Did, did you have an NDE? I don't know what that is. A, a near-death experience. Did you die and come back to life? And so she stops in her tracks, and she yeah. goes out to eat with him. Right, which brings me to my next problem. <laughs> I really do like the show, guys. It's just that some things bothered me about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, so she goes, she's so innocent. Like, that's the one thing, like, before I said she does a great job sometimes with playing very open and innocent. But then at other times, it's a little hokey. Uh- like yes. her eating the oyster for the first oh, time. Oh, we, we have a that clip. clip. It's really, oh God. So they're sitting up to like an oyster bar. <laughs> yeah. And he, this is the first time she's ever had an oyster. Uh-huh. And he's like, do you like lemon? <laughs> okay, great. Here's how you do it. So <laughs> God. Uh, here is Prairie, the OA, uh, eating an oyster. You okay with lemon? <laughs> yeah. All right. Here we go. You take this. Put it up to your mouth, and you just slurp the oyster down like you're sucking seawater out of a shell. Oh. It's the noise. It's the... All right, I hated my first one, too. Uh, can we get some fries, please? Oh, yeah, then he gets her some fries. Oh, my Lord. She, you don't have to act like you're a cave woman eating for the first time. Like... <laughs> <laughs> just the way she's holding it and like it's just I don't know we can move on oh. from that but honestly 
Yeah. I yeah. want things to be perfect, basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and the conversation they have is really interesting. You know, one thing about him, he is charismatic. Yeah. And he makes her feel, feel less crazy, less weird. And they talked a little bit more about near-death experiences and that it was a choice for her to come back. Mm-hmm. And he kind of lit up and was like, oh, really? Okay, okay. And then he pulls out this machine. That looks like a vagina. It does. does. It does. It looks like a vagina slash sea creature. Uh-huh. Connected to a box with yeah. buttons. Yeah. <laughs> and a headset. Yeah. That picks up heartbeats. So she's aiming it at other people and guessing the age. Oh, that's a young heart. And then puts it on herself and then puts it on him. And they have this moment together. Yes. Oh. Now, instantly I thought, this is sexual. There's going to be some Fifty Shades of Grey things going on. Yeah, because we don't know yet what's going to happen. What's the end game here? What do you want, dude? Are they going to go out on another date? I just, oh, you saw I got it as a, a date. Yeah, I got a real creepy, creepy vibe from him. Uh-huh. You know, because he's looking at her as she's trying, you know, she's listening to her own beat, heartbeat and his heartbeat. And I'm thinking, ooh, either it's something kind of exciting that she might enjoy later on uh-huh. sexually or it's going to be some kind of like lotion in the basket oh, some real yeah. scary and and I thought okay where is she going to sleep that night and are they going to go out on another date oh I didn't get that far in my mind I actually I thought the actor did a great job like being very um trustworthy I don't know he just exuded like a kindness and a caring attitude that's what I got from him but you were seeing into the future you had your own premonition yeah he was freaky from the get-go he looked like he was falling in love with her immediately yes and that's where I thought oh he's becoming infatuated with her Mm -hmm. there's gonna be some weird creepy sexual thing like some weird fetish that we don't know about (laughs) oh and we we had no idea Uh how far this would go right so here they are they're holding the heart machine and she has it faced toward him mm-hmm. so you'll hear his heartbeat and what happens next that's what you sound like that's what i sound like take me with you mm Study me. No, no. Are you sure? Mm, no, no. Okay, then they're in a helicopter. That's the helicopter. The oh airplane? Yeah. Uh, okay, whatever it was, they were in the air together all of a sudden. I'm thinking, girl, don't you watch Oprah? You do not let him take you to the second location. She doesn't watch Oprah. She's blind, number well, one. Well, okay, number two. there's ways. You could listen she, to her. Yeah, yeah. don't go to the second location. No, and especially when she's like, take me with you. I, you can see his eyes light up like ding, 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 ding. And I'm thinking, oh, no, you're going to the sex dungeon. I did not have any ominous feeling. I thought, oh, she's going to go to a research facility. I thought there were more people. Oh. And and I really, I was like, oh, wow, this is great. She's going to go. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't have that weird feeling like you did yet. But maybe that says something about me. <laughs> too trusting well i just thought if you have to take a helicopter somewhere yeah yeah huh yeah just ain't right there okay so they're in the air for a couple hours apparently yeah this is an amazing journey time-wise i mean they keep going and going they open the the window and she feels the breeze on her face and she's like yay 
She's like, uh, you can tell she's feeling free. But that actually, they mirror that because she's feeling the air on her face. Later on, she longs for that. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. That is true. So they get to this compound. We don't know his what, house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't know what the outside looks like. We just see them coming through the door. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, okay, well, you're probably really tired. So I have a bed in the basement. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh. <laughs> Where his lab is. <laughs> you yeah. are so screwed. You are t- <laughs> oh my goodness. See, I wasn't even, uh, when she said, it's so quiet out here, there aren't any roads around, I went, oh, hell. Oh, hell no. Is that when it started hell clicking? to the no, nah, to, <laughs> to the no, no, no. Yeah, that's when it started clicking for me. I'm like, oh, God. But then he oh. lets her make a phone call. He, Girl, that was... That's I, when I was like, oh, she's That wasn't fine. real. You don't think it was real? He is a smart man. He could find a way to... Oh, what's the number? Oh, seven? And he hits an eight. And then it's just some phone number that... But she, she dials. Just, okay, she does dial. Okay, even still... He can find a way to get the number to keep going. He is smart. Okay, right. And then there was no voicemail that turned on. Don't you think? I mean, maybe they don't have one on their landline. But here's the thing. It keeps ringing. And Prairie starts smiling. Kind of like, yay, they Good. didn't answer. Right. Maybe she goes, I guess they're asleep or something. Or on, and on then she line. just hangs up because he's playing that operator song. <laughs> and she's very tickled and smitten. And she just hangs up like, I don't need to tell my parents that I'm in a weird place. <laughs> I don't no. know where I am. And he goes, let me show you downstairs. <laughs> Even then, what? I still was. You didn't? Okay, so it's winding, and I'm just excited. I'm like, what's going on? I'm just, it's like a mysterious adventure. I'm trying to be as fresh, as innocent as her in the moment and really feel what she's feeling. So she was fine. The excitement that someone actually understands me, understands near death experiences, can make me help me or help me find my papa. But no, no, they're going down the stairs, and he's unlocking doors, and you know she now can't see. Now it's a winding see. staircase. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. Now we're crossing a stream that goes through the. Yes, there's a stream down there, <laughs> and then there's like four illuminated glass boxes. Well, we don't see that yet. I really think visually they did a great job with not letting us know. If you were to suspend your disbelief that she's okay for a little bit. He he, Girl, like, you crazy? <laughs> you crazy? He, the, until they pan out and you see what's going on, and that she's in a glass cage. Oh, sorry. I hope I didn't ruin it for anybody who hasn't gotten there. But that's when I, I went. Oh you no! Watch this by the time you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. So then you started to freak out, but she sits on the bed and you hear the the door lock. You hear that click of like a cell. And that's when you go, oh, crap. Yeah, not not a good sign. And she's just sitting there and and finally things are clicking like, oh, my gosh, I can't get out. And then she stands up and bangs her head into the glass. Yeah. She she trips over the stream and there's like vegetation in there. There's plants and stuff. Right. Oh, and then she hears a voice in the distance. And here's what happens. She's freaking out. Okay, okay. Let me me walk you through this because I know where your head's at. This is not happening. It is. This is a dream. You are wide awake. Someone will find me. (laughs) 
Why am I locked in a cage? Well, you'll find out soon enough. Know this, it may be a while before he comes for you, and as you think about every step that led you here, you'll eventually realize it's no one's fault but your own. Your thoughts are gonna try to take you down. Don't let them. You'll find your freedom. Sleep. In your dreams. That's how we stay sane. Oh my gosh! No way. Oh. Do you think that that's the way animals feel when they take them to the zoo for the first time and they were living out on the... Oh, out in the safari, <laughs> right. out in the freedom. And now they're like, what? And the other gorillas are like, guess what? Yeah, you know <laughs> You were never getting out. <laughs> Oh. We only get freedom in our dreams. So, oh my gosh! They never want to go to the zoo again. I never again. thought of it like that. <laughs> and then they probably are looking at the rocks that are made out of like weird cement and paint, and they're like, "That's not a rock. Oh. You are not going to fool me, oh. humans." But I'm still here. Oh, this is so terrifying. And then from this point on, I'm like, "Why?" Why did I get into the series? Oh, this is where you get pissed at me because I'm the one that told you it was good. Yep. Pretty much done. <laughs> you got it. I'm thinking, oh, I loved no. It. The minute I turn oh. on this show, it's so mysterious. And, and, and I still really, really enjoy this series. I think it's new and inventive. And I, I think it's interesting. And it's, you know, I'm tired of seeing remakes, basically. Yes. And I, you know what? The thing is. I agree with you because I continue to watch it. Right. Because what Scott says, he's one of the other, one of the four that's down there with her. The second voice you hear is Homer, which we'll learn more about him. But as as he was saying, you know, you're wondering, how did I get here? And, oh, this is just the beginning. You don't even know what's going to happen. I'm yeah. thinking, what is he doing with these people? Again, I'm still thinking it's sexual. Mm. It, it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, what could they, what could it possibly be? Right. And then we know a little bit that it might be about, you know, his studying of near-death experiences. So then your mind is going in all these different directions of what could it be? And, yeah, again, then we were in and we continued to binge. Yes, I did. I binged it in two days. Mm -hmm. How about you? Three. Okay. Three days. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are talking about this show. That's why we're doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. And it's been fun to kind of go back and rewatch, see different things that we didn't see before. And also, of course, have conversations with you. Right. And if you want to have conversations with us uh, on social media, uh, hashtag MyTalkTheOA. That's hashtag MyTalkTheOA. And we'll bring up any questions or, or like aha moments that you had. We would love to talk about that. So check it out. Yes. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for Episode 3 as we break down the OA, an original series on Netflix.